What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. It's Matt Parker. It's Spencer Holbrook. Matt is fresh off a week-long vacation. I'm fresh off a trip to Dallas to watch one of the one of the bowl games in Ohio State history. Um, and now we're going to talk Ohio State recruiting because that's what we do here on the recruiting show, the Letterman Lounge. Matthew Parker, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, it was nice to have some time off, uh, get rejuvenated, spend time with some family, spend time with some friends. But uh, I have to had to watch that uh, pretty pathetic. I mean, no, no lie, pretty pathetic uh, Cotton Bowl from the Ohio State Buckeyes. That was not a highlight of the vacation, but uh, better better to watch that on TV than live and in person in Jerry World like you and Andy did. So I don't envy you for that. I would disagree. I loved my time at AT&T Stadium, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. The Cotton Bowl made probably the low light, but the highlights were highlight were high. And so uh, I had a good time. Uh, and now the attention shifts to a different so- part of Texas as uh, you can head down one of those many massive highways they have there in uh, the Lone Star State to San Antonio, where there are plenty of Buckeyes making headlines in San Antonio in preparation for the All-American game. One of them... Jeremiah Smith down there just racking up uh, All-American honors, racking up MVP honors from on three as they're down there. Um, the national folks are down there giving all that content. Uh, but one in particular we've got our eye on, Matt. We're not going to waste much more time. Getting into it is Devin Sanchez, the five-star cornerback out of the state of Texas. He is from North Shore High School. He is set to make his announcement on January 6th on Saturday. And Matt. After, since uh, November 25th, there's been a lot of bad news for Ohio State. Might the Buckeyes finally get a really solid piece of news from Devin Sanchez? Yeah, well, let's let's preface this first, because uh, there's, just, just for the sake of clarity here, uh, we're talking about 2025 cornerback Devin Sanchez. And in that, opening, in that opening monologue, there was mention about 2024 guys. Before we talk about... Uh, Devin Sanchez really quickly. Let's just do the appropriate thing and talk about for about 30 seconds, all of the signees, all the Ohio state signees that are at the all American bowl headlined by Jeremiah Smith, who is back to back MVP for team East, according to Charles power of on three. Um, and pretty much Jeremiah Smith is exactly as advertised, which is a college ready wide receiver at the age of 17, 18 years old. Um, just head turning displays uh, compared to the competition, and from from talking with people in San Antonio that have that have watched him the last uh, two days, going on three days now, they can't really believe that this kid is was a high school senior like a month ago and going to be a college freshman. Like he is more physically and mentally mature than what he is. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, I've also heard a lot of good news about James Peoples, a uh, four-star running back from San Antonio. He's one of the – I actually think he's the only guy that didn't have to get on a plane to get to the All-American Bowl, which is kind of funny, I suppose. Uh, and then, you know, I've heard some good things about Garrett Stover, who's down there. Ian Moore is down there. Uh, there's been some really good clips of Edric Houston just bullying people, uh, which is good news for Ohio State. But that's that's all the news about uh, the guys that are there that have signed to Ohio State. Uh, I believe the All-American Bowl is Saturday with the kickoff starting at noon or 1 Eastern. Uh, I'll have to double check that and get back to the folks. But now moving on to what, what we're really focusing on here is the commitment announcement for 
five-star cornerback, 2025. Uh, Houston, Texas, North Shore High School, Devin Sanchez. Um, I've liked Ohio State for a long time now. I think I've actually been pumping Ohio State and Devin Sanchez since about August or so, uh, if memory serves correct. And this is a guy who, I mean, Ohio State has done everything right with this recruitment. Um, Sanchez made his, not debut visit, but a very, very important visit to Ohio State in June where he participated in one of the recruiting day camps and then had a private workout with Tim Walton uh, at the Woody in June. And at the time, you know, a lot of a lot of people within the Woody, they're like, oh, you know, we don't really know. Like if we if we have a chance here, North Shore is like a interesting place as far as historically, it's an interesting place as far as it goes with recruitments and stuff like that. It's in that portion of Texas where Texas A&M is a big deal. LSU is a big deal. Uh, Alabama is a big deal. Um, but Ohio State got in, got involved early. Um, and then that relationship between Tim Walton and not just Devin Sanchez, but, you know, the entire Sanchez family has like really bloomed, like really blossomed into something uh, special. Just talking with people on both sides of the aisle here. And, you know, come Saturday, I think Ohio State fans will get some good news. Uh, I put in a prediction in the on three recruiting prediction machine. I want to say in October that it was shortly after the Ohio State Penn State game in which Sanchez was on campus for. Um, I put a prediction in the recruiting prediction machine for Ohio State to land Sanchez. And two days before he announces his commitment, uh, as we record this on January 4th, I, I like the Buckeyes over the other two finalists, Alabama and Texas A&M. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, everything that they've done on the trail to make sure that this recruitment has gone Ohio State's direction, I applaud, I mean, applaud Tim Walton and the work that he's done on the recruiting trail, even to make this an Ohio State battle. Uh, you look at the last five-star cornerback to come out of North Shore High School, it was Denver Harris, who's now in the transfer portal for the second time. Um, after a year at Texas A&M, a year at LSU, and now he's back in the transfer portal. Like, that wasn't a recruitment Ohio State wanted anything really to do with. And I don't think Devin for Harris wanted anything to do with Ohio state either. So there's something because it's usually like traditionally where high schools are. Obviously I'm not breaking any new ground here. I tell you, you know, kind of some tea leaves there. And like you said, LSU, A&M, Texas, um, you know, Alabama, Ole Miss, like that, that is a very fertile ground for them. Um, that East side of Houston. Now Ohio state all of a sudden is, is making some noise with a kid who, has a lot of deep ties down there, but he also has developed deep ties with Tim Walton. And I think Tim Walton's starting to show that, uh, you know, with Jermaine Matthews, five-star cornerback, but he's in Ohio. With Aaron Scott, five-star cornerback, he's in Ohio. Four-star cornerback, Bryce West. Hey, guess what? He just happens to be at the most pro-Ohio State high school to ever exist on earth. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland Glenville. This is Tim Walton beginning to try to branch out, plant his flag, um, that it doesn't matter where a kid is, Tim Walton can develop a relationship with a kid and go get him if he wants him. And I think if, if Ohio State does get good news here, it's one of those rare instances where you get a kid from a Texas or a Florida or a, an Alabama or a Georgia that just goes locked in and you don't have to really worry about for the rest of the cycle because that's how deep that relationship is with Tim Walton. And I think that's what excites me the most about this is like, if it's Ohio State on Saturday, you're talking about Ohio State next December as well. Yeah, and I think – I mean, Tim Walton had already done a little bit of that um, with Calvin Simpson Hunt, who originally was committed to Texas Tech from Waxahachie, Texas. Um, and then Tim Walton in 
six months on the job, was able to flip one of the top cornerbacks in the country to Ohio State, who was committed to Texas Tech. So uh, it is a bit fortunate, I will say. Like, it is a pretty nice luck of the draw that uh, three of the five cornerbacks that have signed with Ohio State while Tim Walton is there, three of the five are from Ohio, which is a good thing, obviously. Mm -hmm. If you can get Ohio guys to stay in Ohio, that's a good thing. But with – and I said this on the message board a couple of days ago about 2025 edge rusher Justin Hill. Uh, their loyalty on the recruiting trail does does not exist anymore. I mean, a lot of kids from Ohio, yeah, the big thing is is that they want to play for Ohio State, but that that's just not the not the reality though anymore. Is there there is no loyalty to playing for the in-state school? I suppose is the point I'm trying to make. So the fact that you know Aaron Scott, the five-star cornerback, you know, 40 minutes west of columbus decided to stay home that's a big deal because michigan wanted him oregon wanted him uh bryce west yeah like the the headlines were all that it was an ohio state michigan battle but i mean bryce has bryce knew since april of 2023 that he wanted to be a buckeye so you know you have that and then jermaine matthews is a dude that camped at ohio state going into his senior year to get the ohio state offer so it's all different different uh things i guess different different angles to it but you make a good point about how devin sanchez is like the first like real case of going into a place doing the longevity of that recruitment and now now you see if it pays off i mean i think it's going to for ohio state on january 6 on saturday but uh there are plenty of other guys that ohio state is in the mix for uh like uh naheem offered who is the number one cornerback in the 2025 cycle, five-star cornerback from Birmingham, Alabama, plays at Parker High School um, and is, I mean, very good. I mean, he's the number one cornerback in the country for a reason. Um, but I think right now with with all the noise and hype about Ohio State and Devin Sanchez, um, a lot of people, I feel like, when the announcement happens uh, and if that announcement is Ohio State, I don't want, I don't want the reaction to be, oh, yep, there it is. We've known it this whole time. Like, this is something that you and I have talked about. But like, be excited about it. You know, like just because the writing's been on the wall, when you actually see it, don't you know, be like, oh yeah, okay, like yeah, we knew it. It was a matter of time. Like, no, like be excited about it. This is uh, this is a kid and a family who loves Ohio state and, you know, they want that reaction. They want the positive reaction, not the, Oh yeah, we knew this was coming. That's, Mm -hmm. that's no fun, you know, but whatever. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. One thing before we switch gears here that I I wanted to focus on is exactly why Ohio state got involved with Devin Sanchez. Uh, It's probably because he's about six, two on a bad day. I mean, he's super, super long corner who does everything that you want in that Jim Knowles 425 system. Ohio State likes to press their corners, leave them on islands. And uh, Devin Sanchez in one of the more competitive high school markets in Texas, um, I think he did not allow a single completion through like 15 games in Texas. I'll have to pull up the specific stat because my guy Sam Spiegelman on threes, uh, national recruiting analyst who focuses on Texas and Louisiana and that part of the country, I'll have to pull up the stat, but uh, yeah, uh, Devin Sanchez did not allow, did not allow a single completion his way through 15 games as a high school junior in Texas. Think that think that's why Ohio State is really interested in that guy. 
Yeah, Matt, there's obviously a trend with what Tim Walton wants in his cornerbacks, right? He's working with Denzel Burke, but I, I, I think he loves who Denzel Burke is. But I don't know if Denzel Burke's like the ideal Tim Walton corner. And he's made him, you know, Denzel has helped Tim Walton by raising the floor of that cornerback room. And Tim Walton has helped Denzel by furthering his development in the last couple of years. But like, make no mistake, the, the, the Tim Walton corner is a 6'1", 6'2", corner with long arms who is super rangy. Like, look at Jermaine Matthews. And then look at Calvin Simpson Hunt and Aaron, Aaron Scott. Scott. Bryce West may even play safety eventually because he's so he's a taller guy. Um, and, you know, Jordan Hancock is kind of a little bit in that mold. I think he's a little shorter, but he's in that mold. Now you look at what Devin Sanchez is, who Naheem Offered is, and what Tim Walton looks for in his corners. There's questions about how many corners Tim Walton could take in this 2025 class and if the 2025 Ohioans that everybody's had on their mind for so long with Trey McNutt, Dorian Brew, if those guys are corners in Tim Walton's system because of how specific he likes this. So, like, he's got it, man. Hey, he's got a type, and I give it to him. Like, he finds yeah. guys that are – he's got a type, and uh, Devin I mean, Sanchez. You mentioned, you mentioned Dorian Brew. I mean, he's – we saw him camp. I mean, we've seen him at Ohio State multiple times. That guy's 6'2", 6'3", could absolutely mm -hmm. be a corner or a safety, quite honestly. There's a lot of uh, positional versatility with these 2025 defensive backs this year. And I really think if you want to get specific with it, you look at the safety board and, like, Fahim Delane is the obvious, like, top priority for the safety board. But some of these cornerbacks that Ohio State is – that Ohio State's recruiting, they could easily transition into playing safety just with mm -hmm. the size and the speed. And it's a good time to uh, follow Ohio State defensive back recruiting because – the Buckeyes are doing it, man. Like they're, they're especially at the cornerback position. They they are really doing the thing. But uh, yeah. let's 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 transition gears to talking about a position group in which Ohio State has hasn't lived up to the standard in the last few recruiting cycles, and that is uh, defensive line. Yeah, let us do that, Matt. Before we do, I'm going to tell you about the Game Time app and GameTime.co. Game Time, the best place to go find tickets. On the aftermarket, game time, game time app, game time.ca. Of course, terms apply, but you can use the promo code Buckeyes right now, get $20 off your first purchase in the game time app and at game time.co. That's right, $20 off your first purchase. Hey, you want to go watch the Buckeyes basketball team who's currently, you know, kind of cooking a little bit? They're going to Indiana this weekend with a chance to to, to chalk up another win, get to 13 and 2 against the Hoosiers. Uh, go to the game time app, get $20 off your first purchase. You want to go watch the Blue Jackets? You could probably watch them for free if you're using 20, if you're getting $20 off because that team stinks. Uh, go do that. You want to go watch a concert at the Horseshoe or at the Shot or at Nationwide sometime soon? Uh, go to the game time app. The only thing I have seen on the game time app that they're not tickets for is Taylor Swift. So, like, they have everything. So, you want to go watch the national championship game Monday night and cheer for Washington? Go to the game time app, gametime.co, use the promo code Buckeyes, get $20 off your first purchase in the game time app. They also do this thing where if you find a ticket on the game time app, you find it cheaper elsewhere uh, on a different ticketing app. You send that into the game time app, they will refund you 110% the difference. That's right. You can make some money. Of course, terms do apply, but the game time app, gametime.co, use that promo code Buckeyes, get $20 off your first purchase in the game time app and at gametime.co. Matt. On to the defensive line, Larry Johnson. Um, two defensive linemen in this cycle, not good enough with 
Edric Houston, the edge. Eric Mensah, the edge. No defensive tackles in this class. I guess Edric Houston could be a little versatile, but he's definitely going to play edge at least to start his career uh, for the Buckeyes. They need defensive linemen in this 2025 class. Do you think they're going to land one here on Saturday? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's gotten interesting. Also, uh, Eric Mensah is a defensive tackle, by the way. They got they got one and one. One and one? Okay. Well, they got, they you never know. One. You never know with Mickey Marotti. Like, those guys get in there defensive defensive line. It's like, hey, what do you want to play? Eh, you mean, know. He was recruited as a three-tech, so I think that's where he's going to be. But anyway, I digress. I was wrong. I was wrong. I apologize. Everyone, viewers, Matthew, I apologize. Yeah, let them know in the comments, folks. Please make my day. Boo me. I dare yeah. you. Boo. Two thumbs down. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're talking about 2025 four-star edge rusher Christopher Burgess uh, from Chicago, Illinois. He plays at uh, Simeon. I believe that's how it's pronounced, high school. Um who this he has a top four of Ohio State, Notre Dame, Alabama, and Michigan. And really down the stretch, uh, this has become an Ohio State Notre Dame battle, um, which kind of adds up seeing as how the kid is from Chicago. You you see that a lot. Notre Dame likes to stick its teeth in Chicago um as as one of its fertile recruiting grounds. And up until honestly, like two days ago, I I had really felt like Notre Dame was going to win out this recruitment and pretty comfortably, I would say, just because Notre Dame has put in a lot of time. They put in a lot of effort uh, recruiting him. Uh, and then, you know, Christopher Burgess visited Notre Dame when the Irish played the Buckeyes in 2023 in South Bend. And I was able to talk to Burgess shortly after that game uh, just to be like, hey, like you're being recruited by both schools. What was it like to be in the stands as a Notre Dame guest? Uh, you know, you have on, uh, I think they were having like a green out or something like that because they wore the, those pretty ugly green uniforms, IMO, uh, in my opinion. And I was just like, and what was it like watching two programs that both really, really want you, uh, particularly Ohio State in the fourth quarter when, you know, JT Tuimoloa is going to JT Tuimoloa, you know? I mean, that fourth quarter performance by JT, particularly on the last offensive drive by Notre Dame, I mean, JT doing JT things. And that's exactly what Ohio State pictures Chris Burgess to do. I mean, he's six foot four, probably six foot five at this point. Uh, so overall was six five. That sounds good for him. Uh, six foot five, 230 pounds. I mean, it can do it all, man. He's got that twitch that you want to see as an edge rusher. Uh, that Ohio State and Notre Dame have pride themselves on having. I mean, both programs have those types of guys on the edge. Uh, and I said I felt, you know, the last, last couple of days, I said it felt like Notre Dame was going to win this pretty comfortably. But in the last, like, 48 hours, Ohio State has made a lot of noise. And I, while I still believe that on January 6th, Burgess is going to commit to the Irish, Ohio State has given Burgess a lot to think about. Ryan Day and Larry Johnson visited Burgess in Chicago at his school uh, a couple of times during the December contact period. And this is a recruitment where, you know, sources at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center told me in August that they felt like they were behind in this recruitment. And now come, you know, a commitment day, come an announcement ceremony uh, for Ohio State to be right there. Um, that's exactly what you want to see. And I think 
this is exactly what you want to see in the sense of Ohio State needs to start recruiting edge rushers as early as possible. And I think, you know, that's that's where a recruitment like Christopher Burgess is going to matter a lot uh, because Ohio State's been recruiting him since, gosh, the spring of last year uh, is really when Ohio State started getting involved. They hosted him uh, for a day camp in uh, June of 2023, and then Burgess returned a month later for that Summerfest event that was in July. And before the season had started, you know, Burgess told me that he wasn't sure if he'd be able to make it to an Ohio State home game. And interestingly enough, he saw Ohio State twice on the road because he was in South Bend and then he was in Ann Arbor uh, in November. But then he made it to campus for the Ohio State-Minnesota game the week before Ohio State-Michigan. And so he saw Ohio State three times in 2023. Only one of those was in Columbus, though. So, uh, and if memory serves correctly, that defensive line uh, against Minnesota kind of cooked. Uh, mm-hmm. Memory serves correct. It kind of cooked against Notre Dame at certain points. Uh, Michigan, not so much. <laughs> the, they had moments against Michigan, but uh, not so much. So, push comes to shove. I still expect Burgess to pick the Irish on Saturday. But if it ends up being the Buckeyes, I would not be shocked either. And that would be a massive win for Ohio State, particularly for Larry Johnson as this 2025 recruiting cycle uh, very quickly begins to move into the center stage on the recruiting calendar. Uh, Christopher Burgess from the same high school as Jabari Parker, who's the number one overall pick in the NBA draft and uh, was the number one overall recruit and Derek Rose, who was the number one overall pick in the NBA draft and had a very, very productive NBA career. Kind of cool. Um, just say historic high school. There's a lot, a lot of, of high school athletes to come out of Simeon. Christopher Burgess is the latest, uh, the, the first in a while, I think, uh, on the football field. That's, that's this highly re- touted or highly recruited. Um, here's what I'll say. The Buckeyes are now going against Al Washington on the recruiting trail, who obviously, uh, his father played at Ohio State. He's got connections to Ryan Day. He uh, knows the Buckeyes program very well from being a linebackers coach there. Now he's the defensive line coach at um, Notre Dame. Javante Jean-Baptiste went there to play for him, probably has talked to Christopher Burgess about Ohio State and Notre Dame if I had to uh, guess. Al Washington can do the same thing. That's an uphill battle. And I know that Ohio State fans don't have the greatest memories of the Al Washington tenure for Ohio State at linebacker, but he's a really good defensive line coach. Um, at least Notre Dame thinks he is. And Christopher Burgess obviously is putting some trust in him. What I will say is he has, since he got it to Notre Dame, had a little bit of trouble trouble keeping hold of the defensive linemen who are committed to him in that room. So if Christopher Burgess picks Notre Dame on Saturday, I would not be surprised if Ohio State does not stop um, contacting. Or I would be surprised if they stop contacting Christopher Burgess and just let Notre Dame have a win in the Midwest. I find that very hard to believe. So Saturday, I don't think is the just like with Devin Sanchez, Ohio State's going to have to. If Ohio State gets that commitment, they're going to have to hold on for dear life for the next ten months. Although I think he's kind of a shut it down type of kid. I don't know as much about Christopher Burgess, but I don't think Ohio State's going to just lay off if he does pick Notre Dame. Well, and the and the thing is, right? Is I mean that's the thing. You have to continue to recruit the kids that you have to continue to recruit no matter what. If they're committed to you. If they're committed elsewhere, you know, unless the kid, you know, sends a message like, hey, like, I'm really locked in. I appreciate it. But, you know, please stop contacting me, which happens 
very rarely, quite honestly. Uh, kids like the attention. I mean, who wouldn't? If someone, you know, if 50 schools, you know, texted you all the time, like, oh, hey, blah, 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 blah. Like, it'd be hard to shut down, you know, for people, especially they're teenagers. They're teenage kids. They don't, they, it's tough. It's a tough spot to be in. But Christopher Burgess is, I mean, it's a priority. It's a kid that Ohio State needs. And, you know, we almost jokingly now say, who's going to play defensive line for Ohio State in 2025? You know, they're going to have like three defensive linemen on the roster. Um, that's a big deal. Like, that's it, that's a big deal. And if you can land Christopher Burgess early, then great. But if you don't, then keep recruiting him. Uh, and if memory serves correctly, the last defensive lineman that committed to Notre Dame in January uh, was Keon Keeley, who is now playing for Alabama. So, And Justin Scott was supposed to commit to Notre Dame in January of 2023. That did not happen. So Notre Dame, Notre Dame gets on the kids early, but can't bring them in. Can't close. No coffee in South Bend. So, no, oh, last no. note, last note about Christopher Burgess, though. As important as Al Washington is in that recruitment, Marcus Freeman is the big dog in that recruitment. Uh, the defensive-minded head coach is a big deal. Big yeah, dog. Big, big dog. That's the best meme right now. That is my favorite meme right now. Uh, Marcus Freeman, the defensive-minded head coach, who also knows quite a bit about Ohio State, uh, as some folks might know. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, You're on the I know, I know. I was on vacation, but I was still paying attention. Don't worry. Uh, that's a big deal. But now that Ryan Day, you know, in the last three months has really entered that recruitment as well, it should be interesting. So to really put a pin in it, I'm still expecting Notre Dame to get that good news uh, and for Ohio State to go one and two in terms of commitments on Saturday. But if Burgess decides to pick the Buckeyes, I mean, again, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, there you have it, folks. I also expect Ohio State to go one and two um, for what it's worth. But I'm not the expert. The expert is on the other side of that screen. That is Matt Parker, Letterman Rose recruiting expert, Letterman Rose ace, crack recruiting reporter, uh, Matt Parker. I am just Spencer Woodbrook populating the website with a lot of team content. He does that for lettermanrow.com on the recruiting side. Go to lettermanrow.com right now and get your first month of coverage for $1. That's right, $1. Get you full access to the Letterman Row community. Tim May's work, Andy Backstrom's work, Alex Watkins' work, Matt Parker's work, and my work, Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Letterman Lounge. We'll see you back in this exact spot next week for another one of these bad boys. Maybe we'll be talking about a couple commitments for the Buckeyes.